the most important thing is is grace. You give yourself grace. You give yourself grace when you can't do the thing. You give yourself grace when there's no room um, to continue the journey. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast, where we discuss the ups and downs of our autoimmune diagnoses, but ultimately how we thrive in spite of it. I'm your host, Edie Sahesian. I was diagnosed in 2015 with multiple sclerosis. I've learned a lot about MS in myself over the past few years, but the most important thing I realize is that I am going to live my best life. MS and other autoimmune diseases tend to be a bit of a bummer if we let them. So why not battle back by finding our joy? So in the house, I am chatting it up with Damien Washington, you guys. Damien Washington, he is here. Hello, welcome. <laughs> Holler at your boy. Good morning, <laughs> Edie. Oh, man, it's lovely to be in this space. Thank you for wanting me to be in this space and thinking I have something of value that will come out of this face. I did not even mean for that to rhyme, but it did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a rapper, right? It happens. So, it happens. Act a rapper nerds. So Damien, I think, is the spokesperson for our multiple sclerosis community. And so we are just honored to have you here, Damien, because your voice resonates with all of us. And we thank you so much for being omnipresent for us. And that's really what we're going to talk about today a lot is about being present. First off, will you share with us your diagnosis story just so we can understand where you're coming from with your MS? So let's just try to curtail a long circuitous story to just be like, essentially things were going sort of wrong, like, oh, I'm getting more tired than I usually am. And I can't really walk as far as I could, as I used to be able to. And Mm -hmm. I was walking around with my wife. Angela and I have been together 20 years. We've been dating since college. And she's like, yo, man, something's wrong with you. Uh, You don't hold me the same way when you walk down the street. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's, you know, that's something you can say, yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. But then when we took a walk one day and it was, I'm get, these walks are getting progressively shorter and I couldn't barely get halfway down the block. And when I came back home, I went to take off my shoes, sit down and take off my shoes and I fell. And so, you, you know, you go to take off your shoes and then I'm looking at the sailor. <laughs> and that, that's when she was like, no, all right, that's it. We're going to emergency care and we're not leaving till we know what's wrong with you. The emergency care dog was like, get an MRI. The MRI was like, this dude is mad healthy. Oh, yo, he got multiple sclerosis. He need to get him a neurologist and get that sorted out stat. Everything else is fine though. And Great. from there, I sort of got my initial like primary, like, oh, okay, this is what this is. This is what I need to do. Cool, cool, cool. And then after that, I got a specialist and then turned, it's all snowballed into this thing that has me talking to you and you wanting to talk to me right now. That's a pretty quick diagnosis. And yeah. gosh, thank goodness for your wife. She's she's pretty awesome, wouldn't you say? No, An- Angela's sort of the best thing to happen to me. It's Aww. funny because an old friend and mentor of mine, like huge businessman, like I'm not going to name drop because he's like that freaking big. And so me and him is cool, cool. And so uh, I got a full scholarship to go to Middlebury College. And that's where I met Angela. And he's like, man, getting that scholarship was the best thing that ever happened to you. 
And I'm like, I'm the best thing that ever happened to you. <laughs> that's great. That's great. Uh, He's taking all the credit. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He, I, I say that in that way because that's, that's my man. But he really hit home that like I did something remarkable when I went, walked into a room and took a full scholarship to Middlebury College and just took it right off the shelf and was like, this is mine. And then made it everything that I needed it to be academically, socially, and uh, I'll, I'll leave it at those two things. And from that experience, I got, I got my degrees, I got my lady, my wife, and a butt ton of my friends and homies and the way in which I see the world. I, it's funny you mentioned college because I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and man, I'd go back in a second. It was my favorite. Woo! Child, I would not go back to college. I loved what? it and everything. <laughs> I loved it and everything. I had all of the good times. However... I do really enjoy, enjoy the ability to be like, oh, okay, this is what I got to do. Angela and I are saying like, we've been dating since college. So we are used to spending a day, a day with each other. And we yeah. did the math. She had to do a work trip a couple years ago and she was in Spain for 12 days. And in 20 years, that was the longest we'd been apart. Sure, sure, there's a day or so here, you know, a weekend there. Like I'm, I'm working, she's doing stuff, blah, blah, blah. But we have never been apart for more than three or four days. Certainly, no, certainly not the 12 days that we'd been apart. And mm -hmm. at that point, I could think that was 18 years. So in like 18 years, we had not been apart more than three days. Would you guys say, do you use that soulmate term? I, that's a very good question. I guess I would I would imagine the, the soulmate is a sort of broad thing. I'd say plenty of my friends are my soulmates. You know, I don't see them naked that they don't sleep next to me. But <laughs> we speak the same language. And we, we, are, we are of the same brain, of the same hive mind. And when it, it was one of those things, like Angela and I were really good friends. And then sort of, I just noticed, I was like, wait, she's hot. I'm not going to mess this up. Let me just go ahead and do all the other things that I'm going to be. I, go ahead, DW, be you. <laughs> and as, as, you know, school years goes on and life happens, it's like, all right, well, I'm just going to cast this, this reel and I'm just going to do this here because I know if I try to do too much or I try to, you know, be too much or or this guy, I, there's a very good chance I could get that fish away. But because we're friends, she's for like years, she's seen me in all sorts of situations. And yeah. as it sort of gets to the point where it's like, oh, you're this close right now? Listen, how about I'm the only one who sees you naked and you're the only one who sees me naked and we can't take our problems out? <laughs> and she's like, okay. And I'm like, okay is an acceptable answer. Let's go. <laughs> it's on right i'm not letting it's you go on. now yeah, yeah her perspective her perspective is really what got me cognizant of the deterioration of my health and that i needed to not only draw a line somewhere but begin to step forward so what kinds of things are still lingering in you like are you like completely able-bodied what does that yeah. look like <laughs> I, you know it, it, it's a sliding scale so if i have uh, you know meditated my if i've meditated for the hour if i've grounded for the hour if i've you know ate, eaten the right thing if i've drank enough water blah, 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 all the stuff 
I feel I'd call it eighty percent of the of the way there, and okay. then uh, that's not bad. No, and, but if I have not done those things, I'm legit thirty percent. Okay. Best. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't feel my toes, my my spasticity in my knees stinks, so I walk kind of like a. Uh, one of them robots. My vision stinks. Like uh, I couldn't drive for a while because optic neuritis made it very difficult to check your blind spot. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> the 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 fatigue is real. The optic neuritis is real. The 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 heat sensitivity, the spasticity, the imbalance. Those are the main things that I can rattle off. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but, but then like Tuesday, you'll feel something different. And it's like, oh yeah, I got that too. It, it is 1019 on a Friday. <laughs> you talk to me at 11, 11.52. It might be something else. It might be like, ooh, child, yeah. I'm glad uh, I drank that coffee and I still have not gone today. And mm. not number one, number two. Look, you got to take the trash out. And it's, it's uh, like your body just don't do that. When, when you have this condition sometimes. And you know what happens in your house if you don't take the trash out? It starts to stink. It don't it look so nasty. good. The, yeah. ho- the, house, the house don't work so good. And your body is the same way. So that's something I'm really still trying to get my head around. Like, oh, okay, have I drank, have I drank half of my body weight in ounces of water? Have I e- eaten the proper things to give it the proper materials to be able to form one whole movement mm. so that I have like a football of a bowel movement instead of pebbles. <laughs> so that, that's kind of the thing yeah. that I'm always keeping in front of me because it's it's a slippery slope, as they say. And people be like, you look good. But it's like, yes, I have done all of the things. I've taken all of the things to be able to be as present and prompt and prepared for this appointment as I possibly can be. Please, you come talk to me before the appointment. Come talk to me after the appointment. We might have a different story to tell. Mm-hmm. Well, you said those three words, present, prompt, and prepared. That I think you call those the three Ps. And I, listen, so it's not easy to do one of those things all the time. No. Right. And so really being hyper focused on that in life, I think that it's a really good signal to people to get something like a mantra like that in your head that's going to focus you in on maybe things that are weaknesses or maybe areas of strength that you want to highlight. So being present, what does that mean to you? Being present is uh, listening not waiting for your chance to speak, being engaged. So to be present means to literally be fully present in the space and give it the space that is is necessary to just be and to, to show up with the precise preparation that's required He's ready. He's here. He's he's in the moment. And I think that that's really important. I can't think about what's happening tomorrow or later today. I got to be here. And your personality is so enormous. And we want to have all of it and experience all of it. And I think that's why you've been able to surround yourself with such gracious people in your life. Mm -hmm. And so that present piece has got to be, I mean, front and center. Yeah, a acting professor, I will like not tell the whole story, but 
he'd like to just mess with us. Just to, I, I don't know, to see if we could break. I don't know about that. But he was messing with us one day and he broke me. And he broke me in front of everybody. And I was, I flipped out. I'm yelling, I'm screaming, I'm crying. Snot is coming from my face. I'm just off at this dude. At a 14-year-old boy putting all of his into this man who broke him. He walks over as slow as all hell, and he puts his, his, his arm on me, and he's like, you see, class, Damien can do this because he has lots of energy. The rest of you, do it again. And so he pulls me out of the class, makes the class do the exercise again, and he's like, hey, I'm doing this to you because when you get on sets, you're going to have to do things over and over over and over again it might the take might have been good for you but maybe not good for camera but maybe not good for sound maybe not good there's so many different things that can go wrong so you have to be present prompt and prepared to be able to have that moment again and again countless times because it's not your business how good you are it's your business to be good when people ask you so wow. that ability to, right. And he's like, all right, I'm doing this to you for a reason. Here's why. Don't yell at me. Don't do that. Clean yourself up. Come back to class. So a 14 year old me at the time, it was very sort of, it, it helped to sort of build my discipline and build my push up muscle. And it's like, hey, fam, we doing push ups right now? Well, I'm either going to do all of the push-ups I can, or I'm going to die before you beat me. But I'm going to do these push-ups straight up, which is why I've been able to, you know, have certain dietary things and follow that rigor and have certain, okay. you know, lifestyle things and be just, who's meditating with their bare feet on the earth for a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour, every day, twice a day, for years? Who's doing that? Me. Who's having that sort of off the charts wellness? Me. It's one of these things where it's like, I really try not to think about too much, but what is important? What's the objective? What's happening? What do you need to do? Here, you got to do this. Now you don't know how to do this. You've never really had any experience doing this. This is not fun. That's unimportant. What is important is that you go through the rigors. It's unimportant whether or not you get the results. However, it is important that you do the thing. And if you do the thing plenty of times without the result, that's fine. But there's no way you are going to get the result unless you do the thing. So focused until you say, all right, this isn't for me. All right, I've really been doing this seven weeks straight and I've gotten marginal results. So that, that's kind of how I'm built. I'm built to do the same thing over and over and over and over, like an, a nauseating amount of times because I've had to do it in my career. I've had to do it on sets. I've had to, it's what I do. And when you had deal with a condition like MS, you have to sort of have an ideal and walk toward the ideal and walk through the spasticity and walk through the fatigue and walk through the, yeah, I need to eat this vegetable, but my fridge is empty. So, like, maybe you, maybe you skip that moment. That's fine. Get back on the horse, though. Don't not get back on the horse 
within the next 24 to 48 hours, son. What you doing? What you really doing? So let me ask you this. Being the skilled actor that you are, are you honest with people or do you play it up a little bit? Do you hide it sometimes so that you don't have to explain things? Things are people's business, period. So if I book a job, until it is your business that I have multiple sclerosis, it's never going to come up. So I've done jobs. <laughs> the job I did for Realtor.com with Elizabeth Banks. It's starting to be the, now it's not as hot anymore, thank goodness, but I'm holding a dog and I have, there's the mark. So I have to see the mark. I have to hold the dog. I have to hit the mark, say the line and do the thing with the freaking famous person right there. Yeah. And <laughs> right there, I'm literally doing it to the famous person and hold it together long enough so that I do have the space within myself to know that, yeah, I'm getting in the red here. I'm only going to have 10 more minutes. I don't be like 15 minutes into it, be like, hey, I'm going to need a break. I'm going to be like, know my, know my body and be like, I only got 10 minutes. And then... Five minutes into that, be like, okay, I'm going to need five minutes and five minutes or we're going to have a bad scene. Other than that, my business is to just be present, prompt, and prepared and gotcha. to do the thing, period. Because you're, period. you're amazing. I, I know you know. I know you know you're amazing. When I don't I think see about you, it. <laughs> when I don't I think about you, it like that. When I see you on TV and commercials, I'm always like so excited because you're one of us and you're amazing, you know, Thank and you. I go on Thank your you. website and watch the, all the commercials, right. And there's a plethora of them. You have such a vast portfolio of different things that you do. Can you share with us a couple other things that maybe were like the most tops fun that you've experienced? Look, for so y'all, I've been in 35, 36 national commercials and voiceovers in the past. Now it's 12 years, but literally three dozen commercials and voiceovers. I've sold you all products like Lowe's <laughs> Home Improvement Stores or Chex Mix or that's what I do. By the time you get to the job, you just are just chilling and you're happy to actually be on set because in a bad year, I book 8% of my jobs. In a good year, I book 12% of my jobs. Can you imagine 12% of the time you go to work, you get a paycheck, and that's in a good year, and you don't even know how much the paycheck is going to be? Like the paycheck could just be the minimal paycheck, or it could be 30 grand. So you, come on. Come, like, yeah. what? So that that's sort of, that's what I'm saying. I, I only really rely on process. I, I, outcome? I like outcome, fantastic. However, I focus on process and what blossoms is part of it all. And that, that's in the universe. And my role huh, is to do the thing. What are you doing now? What's next for you? Because uh, the lady and I have moved, we're settling it. We've basically settled in enough into this new space. It's great. And I am aiming to hit five videos a day for 30 days, and that's 155 videos. And so I have written 26% of those already. And so my brain is like, all right, if you write them all, then you can shoot them all, then you can edit them all, like blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to yeah. be like, I'm doing 155 videos. And then in video seven, be done. It's like, mm -hmm. nah, fam, I'm having them all written 
so that I can take it from there. But that's really the next major, major thing is to put out this chronicle of information for people, people who are newly diagnosed find my channel. And they're like, man, I need, I need your vibes, bro. Cause I was really scared to try the okra's infusion. And I see you there like, yo, I'm here at the infusion center. Yo, let's get hooked up, baby. And I like that. So that that's kind of the thing that I'm looking to cultivate is to be able to have that more solid and have that more of a resource for people who are newly diagnosed from top to bottom. Like, yeah, talk to your doctor, but here's the book. Because <laughs> no, nobody had a book like no, that. Uh -huh. and if I can convert on that, then I'd be like, okay, you did good. Next. Yeah, next accomplishment, because you're not somebody who sits still. You keep going. You know, Edie, the um, emotion sits right under my skin. It's that close to the surface. And that's why my profession is the entertainment business, because I can pull genuine feeling and connection right from me. And, and I've, I've, I've trained that. I've, I've honed that. I've worked that. And that's my job. Maybe things will be funny. Maybe things will be engaging and dramatic. That is none of my business. As long as I show up and I connect and I'm prepared, everything else is in the cards. It's in the universe. I just let it business. go. Got you. Got you. Now you're on Okravis. You said that's what you're taking right now. How's that working for you? I was on, I did, I did Copaxone at first and then I was getting needle fatigue and then was like, let me get something strong, please. And then I was on Rebif. And then I was, every other day when you give your injections, I felt like I had the worst hangover I had ever felt in my entire life and I didn't drink and all I did was just give myself a little needle. And so I had to get off that. You don't want the, the hangover without the fun part. <laughs> An entire hangover? And you didn't have a one modicum of, hey, hey, before the, <laughs> the, before the hangover, you just were like, I don't want to be diseased anymore. Mm -hmm. Like that, like, no, that doesn't, no, that it's doesn't work. So I had to, I had to switch it up and eventually found my way to Ogrevis and it works because it, my condition is stable and people, people say my channel helps them feel seen, heard and understood. And it is my duty, my J-O-B to be able to be my best, most present self for the audience because I don't want to be that mess guy, but I'm that mess guy. You are, uh, by I default. Am. You're amazing I, at it, though, and we all appreciate thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. I didn't want to be here, but by the time by the time Montel Williams called me and was like, "Hey, you want to be on your? Sh you can you be on my show?" I was like, "So I guess I guess I'm that mess guy. Okay, okay, cool." Let's go, big fella. You talk to me. I'll talk to you. Let's go. Just own it. <laughs> own it. So Montel, what's Montel like? Everything you think he is. He's a nice guy. <laughs> Everything you think about Montel Williams, that is him. And wow. I was just honored to be able to step into his space and be able to chop it up for an hour. I'd watch that guy as a kid. And I remember like yesterday his episode of him talking about him having multiple sclerosis mm -hmm. and what that meant like mm -hmm. I see it and so when I got diagnosed I was like huh the only people I know with MS is Richard Pryor and he was a mess of jello before he died and Montel so <laughs> 
other than this being a white lady disease, is them two Negroes diseases. <laughs> Ooh, this is gonna be a road. The, so the fact, the fact that I even was able to, to kick it with dude, it's, I, I can't call what it is, but is honor. It was joy. And again, I just need to be my biggest, bestest self for people with this condition, regardless of outcomes. Outcomes aren't important. They're a goal and I'm, and I'm walking toward them. And, and that, that's why I do all the things that people are like, oh my God, that's awesome. But it's like, I'm looking for 155. You think it's awesome at video 100? I got 55 more videos to do. <laughs> but we appreciate you. And you know, what did Richard Pryor say about MS? He called it a blessing. I a blessing. Believe. He called mm -hmm. it a blessing. Look, everyone has their own experiences. And that's why you have to always reserve judgment. And for that man to be, frankly, if not the goat, one of the goats, he's, he's on stand-ups Rushmore and bridged social racial gaps at a time when black people barely had rights. So black people got rights in 67, okay? You know people who was 20 years old in 67, 10 years old in 67. And so they have a world within them where I could get tarred and feathered and skinned and hung in the middle of the town square and it'd be a spectacle that people would come to see to watch the Negro burn. So the fact that I'm even in a space to be able to do something more than what limited people think that I can do, then we're going to make sure that, that it's always going to be this way because you're inferior. That's what I'm saying. This is why I'm always my best self because I, my aunties were alive during a time in which it would not have mattered if I was my best self. If I took the wrong turn at the wrong time of day, my aunties would have a sad story to tell. Since you're bringing this up, I'm going to ask a couple of questions then. So being a man in the MS world, there's so much more out there in the community for women. And I need to say that we all, we respect and honor the fact that you're in this space with us. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I think that that's a really big deal. And I think that that really says a lot for you. But then layering on top of it that you are a black man in this MS world where people didn't believe that people from Africa could even really have MS. And now knowing what we know about the fact that when the majority of African-Americans get MS, they it's a little later in life statistically, and it's more progressive mm -hmm. and it comes on faster. Mm -hmm. So tell us about your thoughts of being that person in this space. How does that impact your thinking about all of it? For me, I know what I am and I know that I'm made to be thrown into the arena and come out with a victory. And because I have lost countless battles, I am undisturbed with failure. Because I'm undisturbed with failure, it's important to me to at least work. And in some ways, just by being that, other people will be able to be like, hey, he did it. Hey, 
I saw, I watched him do it. I literally watched his channel get better. So, you know what? I'm going to hang in there. I, I think I'm going to keep doing this. That's sort of the part of what drives me because I know how isolating this condition is. I know how hurtful the condition can be to your body and your psyche and your sense of self. Therefore, I always aim to be my best self for this space so that either I could still be here, I could be gone, like my channel continues to grow because the nerd in me has all the videos properly tagged and cataloged so that while I'm long gone, if you are still here and you're still looking for how to deal with multiple sclerosis, you'll find me and get some sort of juice to, to pump up your wellness. In, in a place where we don't see a lot of diversity, you're helping to bring that to the forefront. And I really respect the hell out of you for all of the, the ways in which you put yourself out there for us. And so you're just a character and it helps to, you're breaking down those barriers and letting yourself just be who you are in front of all of us. And so thank you for that. Thank you. And this is important to drive home here. I'm a Stanislavski actor. What that means is that I am myself in the author's given circumstances. I'm not a method actor where I become an entirely different person. I am always myself in the author's given circumstances. So the author's given circumstances at this point is you have multiple sclerosis. I'm not putting on something. I'm not, I'm just not trained that way. And it's a strange spot to be in. And it's like too bad the author wrote that I had multiple sclerosis, but this is what it is. So now what? How, what, do, what does myself do? Myself makes the ultimatum with himself when he's on the bed rest when the spinal tap didn't heal. To, when the spinal tap used to confirm my MS diagnosis did not properly heal and my spine was leaking fluid for 12 to 14 days and I could do nothing but pee and sleep or be in the most excruciating pain I have ever felt in my entire life. And then sort of take that to be like, I'm going to start vlogging. And I know me, so I don't know what to do, but I do know that I'm going to vlog 100 videos and I'm not going to look up until then. And go, go on my channel, like scroll all the way back to the beginning. Those are like good videos, fun videos, like engaging videos, but nah. Nobody watched them. I took the camera to the infusion center. 3,000 mm -hmm. people watched. And then I did other more brilliant videos. Nobody watched them. They went wood, mm -hmm. as they say in the hood. They went wood. <laughs> they ain't go gold or platinum or... No, they went wood. Uh, and so I did another follow-up video to that, and 1,000 people watched. And I was like, ah, fine, I'll give the people what they want. And just started making exclusively MS content. And okay. that's, that's the only reason why I'm sitting here right here and talking to you right now. Well, as you're learning, we're learning with you and we appreciate all that you do in this space for all of us. And from meditation is key, going through it, do the thing. It's important to be seen, heard, and understood. Throw yourself in the arena, be present, be prompt, be prepared, and be yourself in the author's given circumstances. Damien Washington, I am in love with you. I love you. <laughs>
<laughs> One of the most important parts to all of this, the most important thing is, is grace. You give yourself grace. You give yourself grace when you can't do the thing. You give yourself grace when there's no room um, to continue the journey. And you're like, I ain't doing that today. And so that's fine. You give yourself the grace beyond the, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. And yes, that is important. The discipline and the stick-to-itiveness is important. However, grace is of utmost importance because all we are is just light and love, period. You give yourself grace to keep that open, to hold that space for that love and that light that you are so it can continue to expand and be its most broad whole self regardless of what that looks like, regardless of what your judgment of that perhaps might look like, as long as you are just showing up. And then when you can't, you're giving yourself grace because it is tough. And anyone who tells you it, it isn't tough, they're lying or they don't have multiple sclerosis. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that is the truth, though. That is the truth. And grace is not easy to give yourself. And so keeping that in the forefront of our minds is so, so super important. Damien, will you tell people where they can find you? What's your YouTube channel? We all need to check out these videos when they're out. YouTube.com slash no stress MS, DamienWashington.com. That's where you get all your DW news. Respect and peace and love and joy to you, Edith Sahesian, for you. And thank you for showing up and being your best self and holding the space that you hold for people and allowing people to be vulnerable and open and frank about themselves and their condition and their place with their condition because this is a safe space. Oh my gosh, you filled my bucket today. Thank you so much. <laughs> That's what I'm here to do. Okay, I'm out here. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for God knows how long because you're quite stellar and things are not easy. DW, thank you so much. Please, you and the audience members, I know we've had a treat today. Everybody, keep thriving. Keep thriving! Do, 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 do. Uh, welcome to the Thor Thriving Over Surviving Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. If you would like to join our growing community of thrivers, there are a lot of ways to do so. Visit the website at thrivingoversurvivingpodcast.com. There you'll find links to all our social media, my blog, and lots more. See you next time when we chat it up with another autoimmune warrior on the Thriving Over Surviving podcast. Keep thriving. Keep thriving.